Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. But be the man. You gotta beat the man. Ooh, yeah. You got something to Welcome back to another edition of the Guys Nation Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, John, joined as always by my good friend and co-host, Rob. What time is it? It's quitting time! Indeed, I mean, someone of much renown, as we are told at this point, has quit. You know, all all kidding aside, uh, not a very straight-edged thing to do, because um, by that one person quitting, or walking out, or whatever you want to say... A lot of people have been drinking all week. <laughs> Didn't really inspire a drug-free, uh, alcohol-free, substance-free lifestyle for a lot of people. I gotta say, I mean, there's a little part of me that said, maybe he's just had enough and he just wants to f- have a chance to, you know, indulge in the way that a lot of people do. Well, AJ still has to go to work, so he can't indulge like I would want to indulge, but... Uh, well, here we are, a week after Royal Rumble, and it could not have gone as unexpected for a lot of us the way that it did. I mean, you had you had your match between Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt, which is a fantastic match, match of the year. I think we 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 could potentially talk about it in that vein. It's of the caliber. Yeah. Uh, and then and then from there, they went into a Brock Lesnar big show, just kind of like almost a Monday Night Raw situation where he just beats him down before the match. I mean, what was that? Yeah, I don't know. It, uh, it was almost like they didn't want to have a match. It was almost like they just wanted to use that... Uh that booking of those two guys in the same ring at the same spot to uh, to help put over Brock Lesnar a little more and uh, show how cheaply made their chairs are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. I mean, has anybody destroyed a chair as many times as Brock Lesnar did during that? I don't think in the history of watching wrestling I've ever seen the, the top back part of the chair fall off. And Brock Lesnar did it, what, two or three times this week? Yeah, and it was just bent to hell. Yep. So, you know, whatever the reason is, you know, that is what it is. Uh, Rock Lesnar destroyed Big Show. Okay, so he's still the monster. And then we had John Cena versus Randy Orton for the title. I got to tell you, I was really disappointed with the fans on this one. Yeah? I mean... uh... You know, they they, they chanted, you know, and the chanting that's been going on, you know, forever, whatever. 
it's it's just too much. You know, I mean, I understand you're trying to be cute. You, you want to chant, we want divas and all this this BS, but these guys, John Cena, Randy Orton, anybody else that's out there on in a big match like this, they are putting themselves on the line, you know. There's every chance in the world that they could get injured trying to give entertainment to you. And, and you're going to sit there and chant, we want divas? And, yeah. and you think you're cute? So you're not a fan of it, sounds like. Uh, I mean, you're no, not I'm not. Of... You know, it's just, it's too much. You know, I understand maybe you want to you wanna chant during, you know, Fandango versus Jericho or some match that doesn't belong in the card. But Randy Orton versus John Cena, okay, maybe you don't want to see it, but it's a real match. Yeah, oh yeah, and it's not like this is the fourth time that we've had this match. It's only the second. And I complained a little bit about the fact that we were getting a rematch between those two guys at this pay-per-view, at this illustrious pay-per-view. But to be fair, at the December pay-per-view, which I don't even remember the name of it anymore because these some of these pay-per-views are kind of faceless, it was at least like a ladder match. It was at least something different. So it's not like this match was going to be you know similar at all. And I, I don't always so much have a huge problem with people chanting, you can't wrestle, because I think that kind of spurs something in the competitors to be like, okay, well, you know, let's pull out a couple of good spots and really give them something. But when you chant something kind of random, like we want divas or... Uh, JBL. Yeah, it's like, it's like, what the fuck, you know? It's just too much. I mean, it, it is what it is, you know, like, you're going to get this pay-per-view no matter what you want and and stop trying to get yourself over like it, it's kind of funny right like look the cleveland crowd was able to chant this and that but you know it's i don't know it's just you know it i'd rather watch these guys wrestle and maybe or maybe not i hear a chant during it i don't want to have the entire experience be about the chance. So, so what do you hate more? Uh, random chanting in the crowd during wrestling events <coughs> or um, baseball or football or basketball umpires and referees like getting so animated and, and kind of arguing with people to the point where they almost become personalities themselves? Um... I don't know. It's it's just kind of a you know it is what it is. It's it's whatever that situation. So yeah, sometimes when the refs get into it, it's entertaining. But you know, I just think there's there's been a general trend uh, recently with with fans that are just trying to get themselves over much more than the wrestlers. And I don't know. Maybe this is just my little little moment to be on the soapbox. You know, I, I really wish I would have gone up to Pittsburgh. I, I had talked a little bit about going to Pittsburgh for the Royal Rumble because um, our mutual friend, uh, he's got family up there. He's always wanted to go see a Royal Rumble also. So mm. we were actually, you know, talking a little bit about going, and I almost wish I would have gone so I could see whether that was kind of a pocket of fans that you could just hear or whether it was a lot of fans just thinking they were cute. It's got to be enough. You know, because the WWE has an ability to kind of drown people out if they want to. 
Yeah, and you know, there was um, something that we had talked about. I can't remember whether it was on last week's show or uh, whether you and I were just talking about this, but uh, you know, like with the New Age Outlaws coming back and the fan, you know, they're they're kind of supposed to be heels, and the fans treat them like faces because they love to chant and they love to have, you know, they love to be vo- a vocal part of the show, right? I mean. Sure. They love the New Age Outlaws because they have that uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys Daddy and girls, children of all ages. Yeah. The the whole spiel. People love that. That's that's part yeah. of the reason why they love The Rock. And I think I think you're always going to have fans who, uh, who love to be involved. I think you just need wrestlers to give them something to do to get involved unless you yeah. want crap like that happening. Yeah, and that's that's the way it always has been. That's the way it always should be. Is that you give people a reason to care. Um, yeah, and they've and it, it was a weird situation with the Royal Rumble. I think for a lot of people that you had Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels on the uh, you know the commentary, you know the pregame, whatever it was. Yeah, and then you had. Your New Age Outlaws winning the Tag Team Championship. You had Randy Orton defending. You had Brock Lesnar, who was suddenly in Triple H's crisis, winning his match. And then you had Batista winning the Royal Rumble. I mean, is this not some sort of DX, Triple H, uh, I don't know, New Age thing? It's the new the new click getting themselves over. Yeah. Is that what you're alluding to? I mean, I'm just saying it, it it could be that way. You know, I think I think there's certainly an aspect of that and I think there's probably some uh some cause for concern, but probably not as much as people want there to be. Um mm. I I don't feel like this is a scenario where back in the day things were going on backstage to get certain people over and not get other people over. I think you know this is this is all kind of building up to this blur blurring the uh, lines of reality. I think yeah. when CM Punk does come back, I think he's going to point out all this stuff. And we're going to talk about CM Punk in a second, but Rob, I got to ask you. I mean, I, I wrote. You know, kind of a little bit of an article there about how I think Triple H is trying to position himself as, you know, the devil, as the new Vince and all this. Uh, do you see that being the case, or is it just kind of circumstantial? I mean, do you really do you think that Triple H would actually put himself out there as someone, you know, that anybody? Uh, that that wants to be a face and wants to compete is going to have to to come up against him. Is that possible, or is it just circumstantial? No, I, I think I think uh, what you wrote, the things you laid out, I think they were all pretty valid. Um, I saw some of the responses that you got um, there on Squared Circle. Um, I liked uh, the way you responded to those people. I mean, there's obviously a difference in how um, Vince McMahon could approach people 
once they're at odds, as opposed to how Triple H will approach them, because Triple H is a for, you know a former wrestler or a current wrestler or whatever you want to consider him, whereas Vince McMahon is a businessman pretending to be a wrestler, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think it'll be different. I think Austin McMahon is going to, you know, is fundamentally different than what we're probably going to see out of Daniel Bryan and Triple H. But I do think you are going to have that dichotomy in the long-term storyline. And I don't know that it's going to be every face is going to have to go through Triple H, every main event face. But I think for the time being, whether it's John Cena, whether it's Daniel Bryan, whether it's CM Punk, whether it's you know pretty much anyone other than Batista at this point, seems like they're kind of positioned where they would have to go through Triple H or yeah. one of Triple H's cronies. Yeah, it's a tough situation. So that brings us to, you know, kind of the story of the week. Uh, you know, the guy that has had a chance to be kind of on top, but, you know, maybe it wasn't in the right way. CM Punk walks out on the WWE. Uh, I mean, the only story we get at this point is that he's gone, so we don't necessarily know what the real story is. Uh, But the last we saw, he was pulled out of the Royal Rumble um, by, by Kane and then smashed through the Spanish announce table, which is, you know, probably the first time in a while that he's actually broken this Spanish announce table. Right. Um, but, you know, you got to think as a fan, this guy's been through a lot, you know, so it's possible that it's all legit, right? It's possible that he's really this tired and that he really wants to just take time off and, and this was the only way he could do it, that he felt like whatever was going on with WrestleMania 30 wasn't what he wanted and he just said, F it. You, you know, things are certainly not stacking up in a way that uh, he'd probably enjoy. Things are not stacking up in a manner that uh, you would think he's having a lot of fun with it. There were some reports that he uh, had some concussion concerns. There are definitely reports that his contract is coming up this summer, so it all builds up kind of nicely to the idea that he might be, uh, you know, really gone for good. Uh, Are you buying into it? Yeah, I'm definitely thinking that he's gone because he wants to be gone. I don't think it's some sort of storyline. See, maybe it's maybe it's the uh, the eternal optimist in in me, but I'm not buying into it. I think it's all too convenient. Everybody that you hear that has any sort of official position, anyone who's even remotely close to it is saying, you know, the same things. They're saying some things about how they had heard some stuff about Punk's concussion concerns. They mentioned some things about how he's not necessarily happy with the product. 
they're mentioning some things about how he's kind of beaten up and he's tired and that's been going on for a little while. We haven't heard anything from Punk. It's a little convenient that less than 24 hours from when he supposedly quit that the WWE Twitter stops following him. Why would they do that? Why go to the length to say, hey, we don't want to even see what this guy's saying on Twitter because, you know, he doesn't want to show up at the show. I mean, how far down the list do you think you have to get from Vince McMahon and Triple H to find the guy who controls whether or not they're following somebody on Twitter? Sure. I mean, that's that's something you can build up. But like, let's look at let's look at the reality. I mean, this guy's been this guy's been going. You know, uh, 24-7, you know, he's he's never really had a break. And the, and the break he supposedly had last summer, last two months when we thought it was going to last, what, four or five, uh, he's got to be burnt out. He's got to be. Uh, and with the whole, you know, the straight edge, the, I mean, the whole thing, it's just you figure... CM Punk might just be like, you know what, if I'm not where I want to be at WrestleMania 30, and he has every right to think that he should be in the main event or he should be at least in some sort of big situation, and, he, and, he, and he's not, it, it, it makes perfect sense that he's disenfranchised. you know. And, and then you, you put on top of that, the physical toll that he's been taking, you know, since he started wrestling 15 years ago, you know, as when he was 19 years old, he's he's got to be ready to say, F it. You know, I watched Dave Batista walk in here and get the main event. I watched Brock Lesnar get in, walk in here and get the main event. You know, I watched Triple H walk in and get the trip and the, get the main event. You know, so... In his mind, what does it matter? You know, why can't I just stop? Because in a year or two, if I decide I want to come back, they'll act like I'm important, just like they act like the other guys are important. Sure, and especially especially if WWE also has Sting coming in and they're talking about uh, you know bringing Jericho back to face him, you could see where. You know, Sting coming in could be, uh, okay, taking up a spot. And then Jericho, okay, well, he's been out for a little while, and now he's coming back. I mean, I can see that. but I mean, why a- not? If you're a guy that's going out there to the house shows, why are you not thinking that the way those guys get treated, you couldn't get also treated the same way, as, especially as CM Punk? He's got to feel like he can be treated the same way. No, I agree. Uh, WrestleMania 30 is probably going to be a pretty big payday, though. So I would imagine, you know, as much as they want to talk about how he doesn't have baby mamas, he doesn't have mama's babies, he doesn't have exes, he doesn't have big, huge houses, and, he does, you know, he's been cautious with his money, all those sure. things being the standard lines that we've been hearing out of people. For as much as they want to talk about that, you know, a big payday is a big payday, right? Yeah. Um, if if the physical toll really meant something to him, 
then he probably would have spoken up and not gotten himself booked against the Shield three matches a night, two matches a night, three on ones, three on ones at house shows. Do you think he really had a choice on that, though? I think think when he was your top draw for 400 days, I think that kind of guy can go to the main office and be like, look, I know you have me booked at, you know, three house shows in one week in a three-on-one situation with the Shield, but I'm getting kind of drained in WrestleMania's coming up. Can you, like, maybe do something so that I don't have to be in a three-on-one? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think that doesn't really stack up, and I think it's a little convenient that the guy who a couple of years ago dropped a pipe bomb talking about poor leadership at the top, things getting handed down to... Uh, Stephanie and uh, her doofus husband, Triple H, Mm. and how, you know, you've seen a couple of times Triple H's stooges show up and get good treatment and CM Punk, you know, is carrying the torch, trying to fight against uh, against the machine and keep himself relevant. I think it's just too convenient that that's the guy who, quote unquote, quits the day after a guy. Well, we'll we'll see. I mean, I, I guess Batista wins. The conversation at the moment is: is this CM Punk thing for real? Right? Is this a shoot or a work or whatever the fuck? I don't know. I my my vibe is he does what he wants. You know, if they if if they can convince him to come back. Then it becomes a work, right? If they don't, then it is what it is, right? See, it, it sounds like you're you're pretty heavily sided on the fact that right now it's for real, and he does what he wants. I think. Yeah, no, I I, I understand what you're saying, and I think that could be the case. But I'm. I think, I think Vince could convince him to make it a work, right? But I don't think from the from from the moment it happened, that it is work. And you and I both surfed the internet this week. Uh, there's no shortage of people speculating on this, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously we're a few days after it happened. I, I don't know how much more we need to speculate as to whether it's real or whether it's fake because, honestly, I think you know only a handful of people will ever know that. Sure. But I guess the point is that whether or not, you know, here on February 2nd, whether or not it's real, we both agree that he could come back and they could make it into a storyline. Oh, not only not only could he come back, he will come back. See, and it's and a th- matter of when. And my friend, we're about to hit the break here. We've got a lot to talk about. We got Roman Reigns. We got Bray Wyatt. We got Daniel Bryan. We got everything that's been going on lately in WWE. And we'll be right back. 